Welcome to the Yellow Peril Podcast, where we help you navigate the perilous world of Asian American identity through pop culture, sex, politics, and whatever other random stuff is currently distracting us. Welcome back, Yellow Perilers. Greetings to all you Shinodas, all you Nakamuras, all you Lambs. I'm Jeff Oki. And I'm Fubang. <laughs> Are you sure? I want to say Veebs, but... Yeah, you've been outed. I like going by Veebs. This week we'll be discussing, as ever, all the crazy and good things happening in the world of Asian American culture right now, and find out who this week's worst Asian ever is. But first... So I just discovered this pretty amazing series called Challenge Accepted, starring Michelle Kare. Michelle Kare is mixed Indian and Caucasian, born in Louisiana. This show is pretty nuts. Season two came out early last year. There's about 10 episodes or so in season two. There's only five or six in season one. Season one is like, I'm going to train to be a Victoria's Secret model. I'm going for two months. I'm going to train to be a beauty pageant. Season two, though, starts off with I trained to, in a Marine boot camp. And then she goes to like the San Diego Police Academy. Then she trains to become a NASA astronaut, a ballerina. The craziest one I watched was I tried the FBI Academy. And it's pretty amazing what she goes through. She's only 26, 27 years old. She's petite and is just going through the most intense stuff I've seen anyone go. They tase her. Huh. They tase her. They pepper spray her. What's her background? Like, is she the host? An actor? Or? She's the host, not an actor. She just was a YouTube celebrity and just now she has this YouTube show that YouTube produces for her called Challenge Accepted. Another cool thing she just started is a show that got picked up by HBO called Karma, where they take like 16 contestants who are all 12 to 15-year-old girls and put them through rigorous like mental and physical challenges, which sounds pretty interesting. The whole premise of it is about karma. Like, the more you give, the more you get, right? So, is HBO the only ones doing this? Because, I mean, they picked up a series from YouTube on, what was it? High Maintenance. They did that with Awkward Black Girl. What was the name of the... Issa Rae's? Yeah, Issa Rae's original YouTube series was... Yeah, they picked her up. Yeah, I mean, who else does this? This is pretty amazing. I mean, I think they realize potential right that's what hbo does they took a crazy fantasy book called game of thrones fire and ice and turned it into one of the biggest sensations ever i don't think anybody you know how many people would have made it that great how many how many networks would have made it that great have you don't you not watch game of thrones but i understand that it's part (laughs) of the cultural zeitgeist and the importance and impact it has made on culture and pop culture. He doesn't watch Game of Thrones. Thanks for outing me now, Veebs. I mean, Vubang. Uh, insecure Issa Rae, of course. Who, I, apparently there's a hot Asian dude on that show right now, too. Love interest. Maybe I'll check it out then. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, HBO. Well, another HBO. Actually, is this HBO? Avenue 5? Have you seen that? Mm. It's on HBO. That's on HBO. You know, I wasn't going to watch it because I was like, what kind of stupid, you know, what kind of premise is this? Is it going to be like one of those? What's what's that other series with with Seth MacFarlane? That's like outer space and right. The Orville Orville. Yeah. Which is not that bad. I know we were trying to like say, well, because we're like, 
where are the freaking Asian actors on this? Yeah, but this is your wheelhouse. I mean, you watch Canadian sci-fi shows that are pretty bad. Like? I, I saw your Netflix. <laughs> I don't know if you know it's Canadian. It's just like all of these suggestions are like obscure sci-fi. That might have been my girlfriend watching. That might have been Billy. Well, there was an Asian girl in it too. And like they all woke up from, from like a deep sleep and they don't know who they were. They didn't know who they were. And oh, the society? Something like that. I mean, you basically don't even know. That's how often you watch these stupid shows. Yeah, there's too many. Yeah. But Avenue 5, I was totally not going to watch. And then I, I looked it up and it's made by Armando Anucci. The people from Veep. The guy who did In the Loop what veeps was based on the original movie i've been a big fan ever since but there's a, a great actor on it her name is Susie nakamura Susie nakamura hugh laurie josh gad wow it's a pretty interesting cast oh i watched the whole thing i don't love it wait you finished the whole thing season one is over yeah but you watched the whole season yeah oh because it's it's sci-fi comedy hello <laughs> <laughs> my wheelhouse i just didn't think that you i know you acted like you didn't you didn't watch it i don't know just your tone of voice no, i watched the whole thing i was letting you explain it i wanted you to see your opinion first <laughs> yeah i didn't love it but i still i mean i love in the loop i love the whole concept i love the actor what is it there's one guy that was also that was in both in the loop and this and veep actually huh uh zach woods zach woods is great yeah also from Silicon Valley, where he really shines. Sorry, never seen Silicon Valley. So. Yeah. Oh, so you didn't know. Oh, I live it. Are you going to watch a, a show called Los Angeles Arts District? Yeah, I would. AKA Westworld yeah. <laughs> Season 3. Really? What? I, won't, I haven't started Season 3 yet. Yeah, Avenue 5. I love the premise. I love where what it does. The best scene, spoiler alert. Wait, how far are you? Did you finish it? I finished. Yeah. The best episode is the airlock episode. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty deep. That's basically what we're going through right now with people not believing that COVID is a real. <laughs> oh my God, totally hit too close to home. It's like, we're not on a spaceship in space. We're just parked in a, a Hollywood backlot somewhere. Yeah. I'm a CGI artist and that is totally fake. They're like, you go check it out. No, you go check it out. Yeah, I believe her. I believe her. It's so good. Yeah, it's a little too timely. I'm sure we can read articles about about Armando Anucci talking about it now, how relevant it is. Yeah. But I don't, and I won't. I won't. Yeah, because we're lazy. No, I just don't want to read about stuff like that right now. Oh, or that. Okay, fine. Yeah. It is a fun show, and it has its moments, and sometimes it it's, it's just a little slow. I don't know, but it's funny. There's some hilarious moments. Excited for season two. Oh, there is a season two. Okay. There will be. There has to be. And then the last show I want to talk about is Devs. And I just want to let you know, we're going to be spoiling a bit of it. Actually, a lot of it. No, we're going to spoil it. We're going to talk about the end. We've recommended you watch it. The last episode is out. It's been out for, what, two weeks now? Yeah. So if you haven't watched it, skip ahead. Listen for the little boo-doo-doo-doo-ding. But that is not happening right now. We're going to ruin Devs for you. So should we explain the premise first? Well, if they already if they're listening in right now, then they already know. Oh yeah, they already know. Well, I feel like people should let us know what they thought about the ending, and then we can talk about what we think. You love the ending. I mean, I I, I didn't. I mean, I liked. It was a rational ending for the series. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, the fact that they connected it back to Ex Machina is. I mean, was just pretty brilliant. 
Wait, what? How do they do that? Deus ex machina. Did I miss that? There's a Easter egg? No, devs in Latin. Oh. Deus. Got right, right, right. Deus ex machina. Got it. Do I need to say it again? Should I translate it? Yeah, you should for people that don't know what it means. The hand of God. I don't I don't know what it means. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, you think this the whole season will end, the whole show is over. Yeah, I don't think Alex Garland is the type of guy that does a second season of an idea like this. I totally agree, but I want a second season. <laughs> do you though? I do. I mean, I guess I like the idea of like, oh, it's ephemeral. Will she will she try to break free of this or will she accept it and just live it out, right? My problem with it, and I didn't really understand this until I listened to another podcast about this, but are we really sure that we like Lily? I mean, is it a really fully formed character that we understand? She doesn't really have a beginning, middle, and end. She sort of exists to, to play off of the other characters, I feel like. Yeah. We don't know her motivation. We don't even know what she does at work. We don't know much about her. She's a programmer, but it's vague. Yeah. Oh, okay. That's it. Yeah, great. It's vague. Oh, thanks. That's all. I didn't realize she was a programmer at a tech company. Yeah, they all are. Appreciate that. The end. I, I'm glad you didn't you didn't clarify she was an HR. Okay. <laughs> Clearly. <laughs> yeah, I'm not really interested in, in seeing her in another season. Yeah. Collider interview Garland implied he saw Devs as a closed story with no room for a season two. So there you go. Great. But you did, I mean, you did appreciate the ending about how, you know, she ended up dying anyway, just because because of the, the theory that they picked in order to run the simulation, how there's like little variables that change. And so she ends up dying. Did you get that part? Yeah, she still dies. Right. She still dies. But the, the way she dies was different. So, right. So she didn't die because of the original way that they kept on seeing over and over again, but she died a different way. Right. Because they picked a different theory to run the simulation or the, the program. Oh, because they used that kid's programming, which they said ruins the whole theory, but they're like, just run it. Because it's multiple worlds. Yeah, they're like, run it, because that's the only way we're going to get it, what we want. Yeah, so did you get that part? Because I feel like when I talked to people, they didn't agree with my analysis. I can see that, because the other thing he says at the very end, he's like, you exist in multiple worlds right now. Be happy you're in this one, you, right here, right now. Yeah. Because in other worlds, it doesn't go this way. I don't have my kid here, right? So, yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. And so I think the reason why we want to talk about this is a huge setup to what do you really think about Jamie? Do you think he's a cuck? Is that what you're... <laughs> I mean, if if some girl broke up with you and mm -hmm. then she came back two years later, uh -huh. it meets you at Because the... she found out her... No, but he doesn't know at that point. No, but I'm saying, oh, he doesn't know. Are you talking about the end of the movie then only? Yeah, I'm talking about both. I'm talking about both situations. I mean, if you love her, you should be happy. I guess. I'm a romantic. What can I say, right? It's like, I love her. This girl came back, whether it's because in one reality, her ex-boyfriend died because he was a spy and she needs my help, or in the other reality that she knew, she knows that guy's a spy, so dumps him right away and comes back to you. <laughs> it's just adding up all the sum of his parts, you know, him like freaking out in the bathtub and just like the guy breaking his fingers one by one and him just sort of like 
still living in the past. And it's just everything collectively. It reminded me of the Asian guy from Westworld who was just making like the most cowardly decisions left and right. Right. Like he's a simp. Yeah. It's just sort of like, can we just be the hero once in a while? Like, is he a hero? Is Jamie a hero? A part of him is, I think, right? But I do think he gets a little, yeah, steamrolled, right? He has a terrible beginning and a terrible end. Yeah. The middle is great, but... Right. But then the ending, they're together anyways. Oh my God. In a virtual world. Yeah, that's great. Lovely. Yeah. I don't know. I, I agree. There's some parts of him that are sort of like... Yeah, he's kind of a simp. He's kind of just like sort of emasculated. Is that what we're getting at? I just, I, it was just very frustrating him seeing in the bathroom scene. Yeah. Like I would imagine, I would hope that I would not do the exact same thing he did, which is absolutely nothing and watch my fingers get broken. Right. But from a like 60 year old man. Yeah. That I can't somehow overpower. I would like headbutt my head over him. Like I would be, I would actually be the opposite. I wouldn't be afraid for my life. I would have been like, I'm going to be dead anyway. So I'm just going to like ram his face with my face until one of us gets hurt. Right. There were some unbelievable things. Like is his direction was the direct, was Alex Garland saying, okay, you're going to sit here and you're going to take it it because you've been broken because you're You're a bitch. You're an Asian programmer that works at Salesforce. Yeah. And your life, your girlfriend left you two years ago and you live, you had to move from a really nice apartment across from Mission Dolores Park. And now you live in a, in a shitty part of town and your life is nothing. Right. Like that was the direction. Yeah. I agree. Like be, do nothing. (laughs) Be scared. Don't resist whatsoever. (laughs) Yeah, I know he doesn't have a gun. He doesn't have a yeah. knife. And even though you look like you're in really good shape and probably have a six-pack. Yeah. And the six-year-old guy, he's very scary. He has a receding hairline. Yeah. But he also knows how to break fingers. Yeah. I think they should have at least made it, yeah, like the old guy got to jump on him and then like tied him up. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, just tied him that, up. Like tie him up so he can't do anything. No, he's just like not going to do anything. It's the yeah. little things, right? It's the little things. I just like I just like to think about like what if we changed his race? Yeah. You know, like what if he was Latino, white or black in that situation? They'd make him a badass. <laughs> and like I don't know. I just want to think yeah. about that. Yeah. I don't know. Like if he was a Russian spy in that situation, he was probably well trained or blah blah blah. Like if he was switched with the other boyfriend. I don't know. It just seemed the whole time was just very frustrating. A bit. A bit. Not to say it wasn't great acting, it's not a great show, but hey, that's why we're here, to point those little teeny tiny fallacies that undermine everything. <laughs> yeah, and, and you know, and, and, if, and if Jamie gets a spinoff TV show where he's just in, you know, basically in The Sim, I'll, I'll watch it. Yeah. It's great. Maybe in an alternate reality, he's a badass. Yeah, maybe in one of those other, yeah, other realities, he's a badass and he takes showers instead of baths. I don't know. Yeah. This article goes on to say there are some signs that we will get a follow-up of sorts to the Hulu FX show. So you never know a follow-up, but not a season two. So yeah, spin off. We'll find out. Do you play call of duty much? Do you play video games anymore? I'm playing uh, Mario Kart right now. Okay. So that counts, right? It counts. No animal crossing. No Call of Duty. No, I, I don't like games where you're where you're sort of doing the same thing. Where you have to like apparently hit farm a tree with a shovel over and over again to get fruit. Farming to craft. Yeah, I don't. I mean, I partially get it because Pokemon is basically farming in a way, right? Farming and trading. 
I don't like repetitive things. Yeah, Pokemon gets pretty boring for me after a while. Anyways, one game that's not too repetitive is Call of Duty. And the latest version out, there's like so many versions. There's a new Modern Warfare out. Or I guess it's the old one, but they have a new downloadable character. The name of the character in the game is Daniel, codename Ronin, last name Shinoda. Pretty cool. Japanese, American, playing a Green Beret. But it's based on a real-life retired Green Beret named Tulam, which is pretty awesome. Because it's the first freaking Asian... Oh, no, it's not. I shouldn't say that. It's not the first Asian. It's the first character in the game ever to be modeled after a real-life veteran. Are you sure it's not the first Asian on the good on the good people side? I'm sure there's ones on the other side getting <laughs> shot, right? I would imagine modern warfare, <laughs> Vietnam edition. I don't even want to know. I don't want to look into that. I don't want to find out the terrible news or whatever. <laughs> but it's pretty cool that they they picked Tu Lam to make him this badass character. It's funny they changed. He's Vietnamese. Yeah, yeah. That's really funny. Why would you change him to a Japanese guy? And they changed him to Japanese because Tulam is too funny of a name. After years in the special forces and in the army, he started a company called Ronin Tactics, which trains civilians, law enforcement officers, and then he also does tactical equipment under this brand Ronin Tactics. So frankly, to me, he's probably just being really smart and branding here so that his company <laughs> can make a little money. <laughs> I, th- I think the Car of Duty guys just were big fans of Linkin Park. Car of Duty? The Car what? of Duty. I'm just trying to pronounce it correctly. <laughs> yeah, what just happened? <laughs> Those guys were just really into Linkin Park, and so they named it after Mike Shinoda. That's probably why. Oh, yeah, or that in honor of Linkin Park. Now I don't like it anymore. Well, and also, of course, they gave him, like, tiny little samurai swords to kill his enemies. <laughs> Wait, you should start with that. That's pretty funny. <laughs> I mean, I got to end on it. Cause... The game is apparently is really is really state-of-the-art because I couldn't tell the difference between the fake, the, the, <laughs> the, the fake Shinoda and the real Tulam. <laughs> <laughs> it was great. I showed Vubing. I thought it was two different guys. Yeah, I showed Vubing. He's like, wait, which one is... Two lamb and which one's Daniel Shinoda? No, I thought I thought one guy was Shinoda and the other guy was two lamb. Because the guy on the right looks like a two lamb. Yeah, that's what I thought too when I read the article as well. I'm like, okay. The guy in the game looks Vietnamese. The real the real yes. two lamb looks Japanese. I agree. Exactly. So when I read it, I'm like, okay, so Daniel Shinoda's the guy on the left. I'm like, wait, who's two lamb? <laughs> And I'm like, oh, now it makes sense. Actually, the guy that's in Call of Duty, actually, he looks like Dat Nguyen, who was a uh, a linebacker for the Dallas Cowboys. Maybe they modeled mm. it after him because he's more famous. So it's a mix. It's an homage to two different famous Vietnamese people. An homage to two and two lamb, two lambs. And then made him Japanese. <laughs> yeah. But it says his philosophy, the tattoos, the whole bit. One of the creators says, I think he's the first real guy that we've used in the game like this. So I hope you got some money. Hope you got some money too, Lamb. Yeah. I mean, again, it's like kind of free marketing, but he should get paid. I hope he got paid. <laughs> they flew Lamb to Los Angeles to do a series of motion capture to make his movements more natural and grounded. So there you go. Oh, yeah. There we go. He got paid. He got paid. Pretty cool. Congrats to Lamb. You know, John Cho is my idol, right? Is he? How many times have we called him the goat? If you haven't read John Cho's 
op-ed in the LA Times from April 22nd, Asian American discrimination uh, during COVID, you have to read it. You have to read it like Oki did not read it. That's how into it you should be reading it. Yeah. It's very clear. If I don't read something, then that means you should definitely read it because I prefer to stay uneducated and uninformed. I mean, some, some of it's pretty obvious, but it's also very obvious that the man has an English degree from UC Berkeley. So shout out, shout out Berkeley, shout out the Bay Area Berkeley. So Golden Bear. Shout out to the goat. Yeah, if it's not on a podcast, I'm not going to read it. But now that it's on a podcast, I'm going to read it. So we can, we can go through. I mean, I, I don't think we need to go through what it is, but I just think you just need to click on it and, and read it. That might be the shortest segment we've ever done on a podcast. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what you want to say. I mean, this is like preaching. I don't want to preach to the choir. What, TLDR, what? quick, TLDR, three top line sentences, go. Don't don't discriminate against Asian Americans, okay? Yeah. Just don't. Don't be racist. <laughs> yeah, wow. Don't be racist. Yeah. Don't be racist. Just don't be racist. That's it. Yeah. Cool. No, what if we said, actually, you know, the, the article is all about how he's Korean and not Chinese, so don't be racist against him. <laughs> that would be amazing. Just kidding. Hey, everybody, let me show you some differences so you can tell. <laughs> One, ask. <laughs> Two, no. My name is Cho. My last name is Cho. Clearly not, yeah. not Chinese. Did you know Kim is not a Chinese last name? Oh, okay. <laughs> Free to go. You've been informed. Thank you. There you go. The more you know. Do you know what the best thing to come out of this is? One of the best. I mean, there's terrible things happening, but a lot of people are innovating. Obviously, it's changing the world, the way we live. One of the greatest innovations I saw come out of this pandemic is the Rice ATM. Imagine walking to your local bank and instead of dispensing cash, it gives out free rice. It's like an Asian American dream or nightmare for some, but I'd be stoked. And frankly, I need some right now. You know, if you were to tell me, if you were to tell actually me and Oki two months ago that we should have been in Taiwan and Vietnam this whole time, like we, we would never, we would have just went straight there and just stayed there. V Vietnam's had zero deaths. In 265 cases, and they're giving away free rice in Saigon, in Hanoi, in Hue. This is April 13th. That's two weeks ago, so it could have changed by now, but they're keeping it very controlled still. Yeah, I feel like I read something just the other day, but I'll. You're right. We don't know. I could look it up, but right as of as of two weeks ago, no deaths. But because of this pandemic, because they're keeping people safe, they realized the brilliant idea. A free rice for local residents, distributed from an ATM. We just like saying rice ATM. Rice ATM. That should be the name of, I don't know what. And maybe you can look this up, but it's essentially like, it's like a, a, a sink with like a, a PVC pipe above it. And then just rice coming out. Yeah, it's not very, it's not very futuristic like it doesn't look like a real t atm machine it's not like it'd be awesome it was like put your thumbprint here and then out comes rice no it's just i think it you probably step on a pedal <laughs> or, or crank a wheel 
I kind of wish it looked like one of those bodega ATMs where you're just like, am I going to get my identity stolen? But I really need this $30 right now. <laughs> oh, right. If yeah. it's uh, scanning your card. Yeah. And then when it pulls up, when the money comes out and it's in fives and tens, you're like, oh, God, this is not a good ATM. Yeah. What, are you worried at the rice ATM someone's going to take your rice? <laughs> Damn, that guy got my last. It's free, though. Yeah, I, yeah, there must be some way you have to prove yourself. I don't know. This is pretty amazing, though. But it's only in the five major cities, so. Right. Uh, that's all. I don't know. We're just being nitpicky. It's more than our government is doing. <laughs> uh, that's not totally true, but, I mean, free rice would be nice. Time for that fresh yellow where we take a look at what you should be watching and what's coming up on the Yellow Peril Radar. Why can't I ever say Yellow Peril? Why do we name it that? I mean, I know why, but I'm just saying. <laughs> I mean, in hindsight, we should have we should have claimed Hello Yellow, right? <laughs> no, Hello Peril. Hello Peril, you're right. We could just do Hello Yellow. Hello Yellow. Yeah, taking it. Take that. I mean, it took, it took the pandemic, but th- the two biggest reunions that we've all wanted are finally happening. And you saw one of them. I watched one of them. The Goonies. The Goonies cast reunion, again with Josh Gad, who was on Avenue 5. Which one's Josh Gad? It seems like all these celebrities are like, oh my gosh, YouTube, I guess they're going to make content. Like, I'm sure people have heard John Krasinski is, has a show, right? Some good news. Josh Gad started this show on YouTube where he's getting people to reunite from classic movies, classic TV, So the first one he did was he got the entire cast, the director, Richard Donner, who had some technical difficulties for a while. So he was like, it was kind of sad. He's like this. It was his 90th birthday and he got on Zoom with them. Whoa. Uh, Chris Columbus, who wrote it, and Spielberg even showed up, uh, who was a producer on the movie. So it was great to see everybody. And I guess we're bringing this up because, of course, the infamous data. Data? (laughs) (laughs) It's data. (laughs) How was he? He, he was okay. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm assuming he does not have an accent. No, he still he still has an accent. Really? You, you think he doesn't have an accent? I mean, it's been 30 years. Jonathan K. Kwan still has an accent. The one thing he noted was, he's like, I haven't been acting, but because of Crazy Rich Asians, there's like more casting for Asians. And so I'm starting acting again. So I'm like, well, that's good. He's back. He's coming back. Wasn't he doing martial arts before? Like behind the scenes? I thought he was producing. Like if you look at IMDb. I thought he did the mar- some of the martial arts in The Matrix. Oh, stunt choreographer. Yeah. yeah stunt choreography. Yeah. Study Taekwondo under Philip Tan on the set of Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. The best thing about sort of where they are today is Chunk is an entertainment lawyer also went to Cal just one year after John Cho. So God. shout out Berkeley. He was kind of a, a skis ball in it. He was dressed really weird. Entertainment lawyer, dude. Yeah. He, I heard he won his senior. He was ASB president because he did the, truff, the truffle shuffle. It's not. It's a pretty easy win. It is a truffle shuffle, right? It's the truffle shuffle. Yeah. So he just went on stage and did a truffle shuffle, apparently. Shaming fat kids. That's what that movie taught us. <laughs> I mean, apparently he had a six pack when he did it. So no, he looks great now, and he looked great then. Yeah, but I'm just saying that movie taught us like, you want to be our friend, fat kid, embarrass yourself, <laughs> 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 
for our entertainment. I still love the movie. Same goes for Data, though. <laughs> oh, yeah. You want to be our friend? Make cool gadgets. <laughs> <laughs> Classic movie. It was great to see everybody. It was pretty amazing because they actually did do a reunion with most of the cast and they do a whole DVD commentary which is on Blu-ray, and that's also amazing. But Corey Feldman didn't show up, and then like Sean Astin like bounces halfway through or something. He had something better to do? Seriously? That's ridiculous. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. Was Josh Brolin in it? Josh Brolin was there. Martha Plimpton was there. Carrie Green was there. Hey, guys, let me, let me give you some advice, okay? If Josh Brolin can be there for the whole thing, you have time. <laughs> right? Just saying, right? Yeah. It's just like... Yeah. Josh Brolin was an adult when you guys were in the movie, and he's still the adult in the room. That's a gentleman. True gentleman. But it was funny because they reread they reread famous lines and it was pretty great. So Jonathan Kekwan did uh, the booby traps line and it was great. <laughs> and then no one laughed. Everybody awkwardly was No, like... they all laughed. They all laughed. <laughs> it was great. Uh, okay. Well, I'll, I'll watch. It's on YouTube. Check it out. Yeah. And the other great reunion, Parks and Recs. That's coming up April 30th, 30th. And uh, yeah, I mean, these, these people are just so famous now. (laughs) April 30th. I mean, it's a great show. It's a great show. Have you, have you seen Rashida Jones in the new hashtag black is black AF on Netflix? No, it's really good. She plays the wife of the creator of blackish. Hmm. It's kind of a, it's a bit like blackish. No, no, it's it's blackish ish. <laughs> Dead joke, sorry. No, it's who was the guy? Oh my god, I'm having a brain fart. Anthony Anderson? Who's the guy that started Seinfeld? Oh, Larry David? It's like Curb Kirby Enthusiasm, because Curb okay. he plays himself. Right. And so the the guy who created Blackish plays himself. It's his family, who right. really is like six kids and a wife. Sure. But he's not like neurotic like Larry David. That has nothing. You're just showing an example of like a real person. The meta-ness. Yeah. And they didn't want to call it blackish-ish. Somebody hired me. <laughs> yeah, you should do this for a living. <laughs> well, we're not getting paid to do this. <laughs> I am. <laughs> Wait, we spend we spend money to do this? To bring you guys this? I'm getting paid to do this. You're not getting paid for this? Son of a bitch. I gotta talk to my manager. I'm getting paid in love and adoration. But yes, Parks and Recs, April 30th. We're saying it because we really want... Who do we want? Aziz. Aziz Ansari, yeah. Yeah. And Alan Yang. And Alan Yang. Do you think he's in it? I mean, it's all going to be on Zoom. I bet you what it is. I don't want to pre-spoil it because I don't know what it's about, but they're probably all on a Zoom call together trying to figure things out. Just like the... um, Just like everyone else in the world? (laughs) Just like the Tao and the Get Down music video where it's all filmed on Zoom. Right. Which you should check out if you haven't already. Saturday Night Live, which is doing it. Correct. Have you seen the Saturday Night Lives yet? I saw a bit of it. The past two? Yeah. It's pretty funny. Really? It's actually almost better in some way. Because <laughs> <laughs> they, just, they just let people do their own thing, you know? I don't know. It's pretty clever. I, I give them props for figuring that out. Maybe they should have a spinoff then. SNL not live? SNL online or something. Yeah. But I'm excited for Parks and Rec. I'm curious how it'll go down. I feel like it's not the Parks and Rec reunion we want, but we need it. So give it to me always. Did you just use like a like an ad motto to seriously say it's the thing that it's not what you want, it's what you need? That kind of isn't that a thing? No, that's not an ad motto. I feel like that's just like a an idiom, <laughs> an idiot, an adage. 
You're an idiot. Thanks. No. It's like a classic war, not wartime slogan. I don't know. <laughs> it's not a it's not a marketing slogan. Yeah, I think I saw it. It's in that one Call of Duty where you're shooting Vietnamese VCs. Yeah. Vietnamese venture capitalists. Who said that first? It's not what you want. Oh, it's from uh, Shell Crow, Soak Up the Sun. <laughs> Shell Crow. It's not having what you want. <laughs> it's wanting what you've got. No, that's not it either. I think I saw that. I'm going to soak up the sun. Oh, my <laughs> God. That's the song we're singing at the end. God damn it. You're singing that. Uh, anyways. And then two two other things we think you should be on the lookout for. Hollywood, which is made by the creative glee. Michelle, how do you pronounce her last name? Krusiak? Wait, the girl from Smallville? No. No. That's Kristen Kruick. I got really excited. <laughs> this is the actor from... Um, Saving Face, The Invitation. Saving Face, that's it. What Happens in Vegas. Saving Face, that's what I'm talking about. That's what she's most famous for. But yes, Hollywood on Netflix. Oh, she's Taiwanese-American. Exactly. Is she married? Why is her last name Khrushchev? That's odd. Maybe she was adopted? She was born Yahweh Yang. All right. Oh, she was adopted at age five. There you go, I called it. Interesting. Hollywood on Netflix, starring Laura Harrier, who's also Clay Thompson's girlfriend. So that's how I actually found out, because I follow her to, to follow up on, to follow Clay Thompson news. So Bravo. And then the other movie I wanted to mention is Proximity. Did you watch the trailer for this? No. It's pretty brilliant. I don't want to give it away. But it's basically about a guy who sees, who witnesses a uh, an alien attack. An alien? Oh, yes. I did see this trailer. And he gets taken, yeah, taken by aliens. Yes. And there's an Asian-American actress in this? Yes. And I, I predict that she's going to be the next big thing. She'll be the next Kristen Kruk. Huge. Huge. Just as huge as Kristen Kruk. <laughs> no offense, Kristen Kruk. I mean, she was pretty big for for all of us. No? For the 90s. <laughs> the 90s? It feels like the 90s, right? It wasn't the 90s, was it? Smallville was the 90s. No. It was 2000, yeah. dude. It went into the 2000s, but I guarantee you it started in the 90s. It had 11 seasons. It started in... Oh, you're right. 2001? Yeah, because I was in college, dude. <laughs> we weren't watching that in high school. Were you watching that in high school? Did you get... I felt... Some I'm having like Mandela effect because I feel like I would watch this in high school with my parents or something. Yeah, that's maybe when you went back home. That's weird. Buffy the Vampire Slayer was before. But yes, her name is Heidi Kwan. Guess how you spell Heidi? Her name not H E I D I. No, I'll give you 17 guesses and you still won't get it. How how do you spell the word high? H I G H. Yes. Okay. And then how do you spell the word D? D E E. Yeah, so I guess it makes sense then. That's how you spell her name. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> wow. Yeah, pretty literal. How would you spell Quan then? With a Q or a K? With a K. Oh. Either way. K-U-A-N or Q-U-A-N? Oh, well, born in San Francisco. Shout out San Francisco. Oh my God, shout out. Oh my God. But she grew up in a rural village in the Netherlands. Wow. But she went back to study at UC San Diego. Wow, very cultured. So cultured. Check it out. Worst Asian ever of the week. The worst. You didn't become a doctor or an engineer? What's wrong with you? You went on to direct one of the coolest, greatest Star Wars sci-fi spinoffs ever called The Mandalorian? Yeah, can I even brag to my friends about you? I mean, who cares if you create, you know, you basically directed Baby Yoda. 
No one cares about Star Wars. But congrats to you, Deborah Chow, for being this week's worst Asian ever. Why this week, though? Why are we giving it to her now instead of when The Mandalorian came out? Because now we get to go behind the scenes of The Mandalorian on Disney+. Plus. I'm pretty excited to see it. You're going to see how they made the show. You're going to get a talk or you're going to meet the directors behind the episodes. Bryce Dallas Howard, Taika Waititi, and Deborah Chow, of course, and John Favreau. He was a little part of it. Oh, I don't, I don't like the diversity of the directors. It's terrible. Oh, how dare they? I really wish John Favreau directed them all. How dare he give up his director? Why can't they keep Star Wars just regular aliens, not real aliens? Is that fucked up? <laughs> real <don't> aliens? <laughs> oh, I don't know. Yeah. I don't get the joke. Is that a racist joke? I mean. Then I got it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Foreigners. They're not foreigners. Yeah, it's great to see. It's great to see Disney Plus actually having some content that is for seven-year-olds and up. My biggest problem with Disney Plus right now is, yeah, exactly that. There's not enough content for me. I finished it all in like the first few weeks, and now I'm stuck waiting. Yeah, you can finish all of the quote-unquote adult content, which is basically the documentary with the night vision stuff. That's oh no wait, that's Netflix. I'm mixing that up with. <laughs> that's Netflix. Yeah. I'm mixing that up with the uh, uh, Jeff Goldblum. <laughs> Right. Series. Yeah, that's basically the most adult thing they have. Yeah. So shame on Disney Plus and shame on Deborah Chow for being part of the largest franchise ever. It's You know what's really great is the uh, the Baby Yoda merchandise is finally being shipped. I just, got a, I just got an email saying that my Baby Yoda is actually being shipped right now. It was ordered like five, six months ago. About time. Just because John Favreau wanted to keep it a secret. Thanks, John. It worked. It did. Yeah. And thanks to Deborah Chow at work. But would you rather have a diploma, mom and dad, or would you ha- rather have a baby Yoda? That's the great debate. <laughs> I mean, that's the great debate. Would you rather have a, a daughter that was a doctor saving lives or making cute little puppets that, you know, take over the internet by storm? These are the decisions. I mean, why couldn't you do both? Why couldn't you just get a PhD while directing Star Wars? Like just on the side, just going to UCLA? Yeah. Why not try to make your parents proud, damn it? So congrats to Deborah Chow, our worst Asian ever of the week. Thanks for listening, Yellow Parallers. Don't forget to follow and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, SoundCloud, and anywhere you find your favorite podcasts. Or just tell Siri, Alexa, or Google to play the Yellow Peril podcast. Let us know what you think. Leave your comments or questions in a voicemail at our new phone number, 845 845- Two yellow. That's eight four five two nine three five five zero nine. Or email us at yellowperilpod at gmail.com. If you have an event or project you'd like us to feature in Fresh Yellow, please feel free to contact us. We're always happy to spread the word. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook to find the latest episodes as soon as the podcast drops. If you enjoy the show and want to support us, please consider following us, leaving us a review, and supporting us on Patreon at patreon.com slash yellow peril pod and just to let you know something new to the patreon we're trying to add tiers so if you subscribe monthly at certain tiers that might get you a shout out on the show that might get you a mug or sticker or t-shirt that might even get you a guest spot on our show if you'd like to join us we're still figuring a few things out but as you may or may not know this podcast does cost us money to make and we love bringing it to you so any help you can afford is super appreciated. Before we go to end the show, it's our karaoke closer in honor of Cheryl Crow because it's not the 
song you want, but it's the song you need. Oh, there you go. Way to, way to bring it back. That's awesome. I see what you did there. Thanks. I just had to listen. I just had to pull up the song. And yeah, I, I do remember accidentally flipping to VH1 and listening to the song now at a very young age. So. Oh, yeah. Accidentally. You didn't ever blast it from your car and sing with it. From my Suzuki Samurai? Yeah. Teal? Yeah, of course. With your windows down. I'm just going to sing the chorus. Sure. No, I'll, I'll sing the beginning and then you sing the chorus because I don't know the chorus, okay? All right. My friend, the communist, holds meetings in his RV. I can't afford his gas, so I'm stuck here watching TV. I don't have digital. I don't have diddly squat. I'm not having what you want. It's wanting what you've got. I'm gonna soak up the sun. Gonna tell everyone to lighten up. I hate this song already. I'm gonna tell them that I've got... Well, how does this go? All right, I fucked it up. I got the first slide. All right, that was great. That was amazing. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Yeah. What, what's the name of our editor now? John. Shout out to John. John, keep this part in. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to John, our, our new editor. editor. Yes. In Quezon City. We're global, baby. We're going everywhere. What if we blow up in, in the Philippines and you're a star there and you'll be like, you'll be so mad. Just like uh, Mario Ozawa. I don't even know who that is. <laughs> Buffoon. <laughs> I hate you so much. I can't even reply. <laughs> Cut that part out, Sean. No, keep that in. Keep that in. All right.